one um, that Kevin and I were batting around before is that I think there's almost kind of a, a trope, of me, uh, at least among my other travel and transportation startup friends, which is uh, I've heard this saying that, you know, you start in consumer, then you go to B2B once you realize how hard that is. And if you last long enough, maybe you get the chance to go back to consumer. <laughs> and uh, I, you had a consumer brand and you also had a SaaS platform. And you, you mentioned that at the beginning of, of the call here. But um, I'm curious kind of how much you thought about um, the SaaS platform as a you know, maybe a necessary evil to get the, the, the consumer app up and running? Or was it the consumer app as a nice add-on to the SaaS platform? Kind of, how did you think about your business? Were you, yeah, B2B first or, or, or what? And how did that evolve over time? Well, I hadn't heard that saying before, but it's interesting. I was doing a quick reflection on that while you were talking as to what our path actually was. So we started in consumer. But we started in the consumer side of just content, photos, ratings, and reviews, right, and access rules, where we actually weren't generating any revenue whatsoever. It was more just providing a really cool, easy resource in order to build our brand and build that community of travelers. That uh, allowed us to then uh, go out and partner with these airport lounges to be able to have inventory, and we had to build that you know, B2B inventory management platform, but we were still just focused on consumers. Um, I think the reason why people get into the, um, the, the business to business side of things from, from the travel perspective is one thing that most entrepreneurs underestimate in the travel world particularly is how expensive it is to acquire customers. And so when you actually start doing the math beyond the first hundred or thousand diehard fans of your product that become your first customers, so that looks really good. But then once you get beyond that, it, you start looking at your numbers and you say, holy cow, you know, X business, and I'm not even saying lounge buddy, but just using a random business, let's say they make, you know, $20 margin on a sale, but it's costing that business $75 to acquire that customer, there's no way this makes financial sense. So how do they continue to grow at, without spending $75 per customer? And one way is they do spend the $75 per customer and they raise $100 million or half a billion dollars or something, right? The other way is that they partner with other businesses who already have those customers and say that they'll give a good chunk of their margin to those businesses in order to get those customers in hopes that those customers start using them directly and then they get higher margin and then can hope that they can uh, increase their consumer business as well. For us, we were actually fortunate in that we were able to maintain tremendous efficiency in our customer acquisition strategy. And so as a result, because of this, uh, this both relatively above average margin opportunity and our significant efficiency and powerful brand in this niche of, of the industry, but still an important part of the industry, 
um, that allowed us to still have a very good direct consumer business. But we also didn't want to neglect the B2B side of things, which is why we partnered with the Expedias of the world, the uh, Concurs of the world, and of course, American Express as well. And so we thought that actually by having that dual strategy, it wasn't necessarily picking apples from the same tree, but two very different trees.